0: I'm Lonnie Hirsch, co-founder of Healthcare Success Strategies, and today our guests are Michelle Freachin, Senior Manager of Marketing Research and Analytics at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio, and Mark Rothwell, Vice President of Marketing and Communications for the Dean Clinic in Wisconsin. Michelle and Mark will be co-presenting a session on the topic of online patient insight communities on Monday, September 30th at the ShishMed Connections 2000. Thirteen conference for the Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development of the American Hospital Association in Chicago. We're pleased to have Mark and Michelle with us today to give our listeners some insights on this topic. Michelle and Mark, thanks for speaking with us today.
1: Our pleasure. Good morning.
0: Good Good morning. morning. So I'd like to start off by helping our listeners understand and, and ask you what exactly are online patient insight communities and what is their purpose?
1: Online communities are a group of patients who have agreed to participate in various forms of research engagements. For instance, they're willing to complete online surveys, receive invitations to participate in an online discussion board, or even for a live focus group or in-depth telephone interview on a variety of healthcare topics.
0: Okay. Well, that makes sense uh, as a starting point. So um, uh, how how long have each of, uh, each of your organizations been doing online uh,
2: patient insight communities?
1: Mine has been um, live for five years.
2: And ours at Dean Clinic has been uh, just over two years.
0: Okay. So it's a good uh, period of time to make some uh, observations about how it's going, which is going to go to some of the other questions I'll be asking today. So my next question is, what kinds of patients participate in these communities? How do you recruit your patient panels, and and how do you qualify the participants if you do?
1: Sure. Well, it's really dependent upon your recruiting tactics or techniques in terms of who is included. Ultimately, you really want a nice mix of representative patients. So we do compare our patient stats on a regular basis to our patient population. For the Cleveland Clinic, we find that our panel does tend to skew a little bit older and, unfortunately, is a little less diverse. So, therefore, we're putting in place some additional recruiting tactics to try to even that out. Um, And I would like to note that the panel members do double opt-in to participate, and their clinical data is not linked back to the responses. So, rather, it's based on self-reported information, therefore, it is HIPAA-compliant.
2: Oh, um, well, ours is similar to uh, Michelle's in that our, we look to our primary target audience, who uh, we've identified as mom, uh, typical 25 to 50. Uh, so we focus a lot of our attraction strategies around them, uh, but we are okay with, you know, if men want to join our panel or empty nesters, uh, those kinds of things. And a lot of our recruitment strategies focus on that target audience. So we we tend to leverage digital options or social medias uh, such as our website or Facebook. Uh, we want to make sure that we're engaging that audience where they're uh, consuming a lot of that media. Uh, we also have had a lot of success in live events. Uh, we have a Women's Expo. We align with our affinity groups uh, such as Women Heart. Um, and then we also just recently uh, partnered with one of our local CBS affiliates to have a digital sign up uh, contest that we netted about 200 participants in the last week. So.
0: Wow, that's impressive. Having put together these uh, panels, these online uh, patient panels, how do each of your organizations use the data and the input that you get from these communities?
2: We tend to use that in answering specific marketing questions. Uh, in the beginning, we used it to answer those specific questions because we were learning the tool and the, the size of the panel wasn't um, to a level that it is statistically valid. And so we tended to do that in the upfront. But now that we're over 2,000 people on our patient panel, we've expanded that and, and really focused more on operations. And we're in the process of trying to, our our value proposition is around exceptional patient experience, and so we are putting a lot more focus and efforts around the operational side and redesigning primary care, and their feedback is critical to our efforts in that. And And I
1: just want to step back. In terms of how we recruit for our panel first, um, our most successful ways of recruiting were through electronic newsletter subscribers and electronic medical records or through our MyChart members. Other ways are direct mail so that you can allow even you know all of the patients, not just the online audience, a chance to participate. You know, we include information in our hard-copy newsletters, and we also are doing targeted community events similar to MARC in order to recruit the younger, and more diverse panel members. In terms of how our organization uses the data and input, um, we conduct studies for various areas such as MARC in our organization, such as marketing, communications, operations, office patient experience. So for instance, for marketing, some examples, we test our advertising, such as billboards, direct mail pieces, online ads. In terms of our communications area, we do a lot of testing of our collateral pieces, such as newsletters, patient education pieces, health literacy and terminology studies. And you can show images and listen to audio or video, link to websites, We do test and do some website evaluations and navigation studies, and our patients really enjoy sharing information to help improve the patient experience. Therefore, we partner with the Office of Patient Experience and do things like look what's missing on some of the HCAPs areas. You know, we do discussion boards or or surveys to understand that in a deeper level. Recruit, help recruit for the VPAC, Voice of the Patient Experience Councils, as well as quantify their findings, and do all different types of new concept testing for a variety of areas, including looking at our appointment reminders, our billing statements, and so forth.
0: Okay, well that's uh, that's a lot of good uh, creative use of these uh, uh, the data that you're getting from these uh, groups. Um, just a kind of a technical question: uh, Who exactly administers these online communities? I mean, are are these separate websites? Or are they embedded within your organization's website? How do people get to them, and, and who takes care of all of
2: that? Well, we have a person internally that uh, we dedicate. Um, she'd love to be able to spend more time on it, but she spends probably half her time. And she works with an outside vendor. Uh, our, our vendor is Vision Critical, uh, who is also the vendor for uh, Cleveland Clinic. So we've actually just partnered with them and found out what works for us, and then we leverage their internal capabilities with ours to make sure we can you know, build and send out surveys. Uh, but they assist with the panel management and the annual satisfaction surveys. And we send out prize fulfillment and just some of the overall management of it. Um, and our partner has some a la carte services that we use on occasion, but the majority of the administration of the online community is internally. And our website is a separate website. Uh, Our Dean Listens panel uh, portal is a separate website.
0: Okay, Michelle, how
2: about in your case with the
0: Cleveland Clinic?
1: It is is very similar. Um, We also partner with a vendor, Vision Critical, and so they do things such as the platform, the electronic survey builder platform um, they host. They send out, they fulfill all the incentives for the panel. We do design our own surveys internally and program them and we also set up deployment dates and reminder emails. However, when we are in a pinch or time sensitive, um, we have reached out to them to to have them help us with those things as well.
0: Okay, so having had a better understanding at this point of what the communities are and how you use the data and how all of that gets set up and maintained, um, I have a different kind of question. Why do you think healthcare organizations that don't already have kind of patient insight community should develop a patient panel for it. And I guess kind of a follow-up question is, are there any other relevant studies or questions, uh, you know, that you could answer uh, in, in how you uh, survey these uh, patient communities? And how would uh, how would an organization even get started on this process if they're not already doing it?
1: There are so many benefits to having a patient panel or community. You're able to turn around your results in order to make business decisions in an extremely timely manner at a huge cost savings per study. Um, For instance, in the past, we used to have to send out letters to allow patients to opt out prior to us sharing information with a third-party vendor. And that is completely eliminated. It's direct right to your end consumers, right to your patients. We also are able to reach out to specific populations. So, you know, if you wanted to talk to females with breast cancer between the ages of 35 to 55, you have that, you know, segment in your panel that has already been screened. So you already can reach directly out to those individuals. And our panel members really do provide really robust verbatim comments, and they're just very engaged and active. We get a very healthy response rate, which allows for a very statistically valid sample. We get over 1,500, sometimes over 2,000 from many of our studies. And as we've mentioned, it is HIPAA compliance, and you can even grant your clients access to the results so that they can view the results live, so that if they need something quick for an upcoming meeting to, to get, share a number figure, they can go ahead and do that themselves.
0: Oh, that's For interesting. Sure. Mark, how do, how do you, how do you, uh, uh, you know, um, recommend uh, organizations that don't uh, do this? How would how how they get started?
2: Well, I think, it, again, as a lot of the processes, there's a lot of options, a lot of uh, vendors that kind of uh, offer this type of thing. So we went through a formal uh, RFP process and, and looked at a couple vendors. And <clears throat> one of the things that I would caution everybody is that you have to start with why are you doing this or, or what is the long term need that you're fulfilling with this. Um, it's much like uh, social media. You shouldn't go out and just do everything uh, unless it fits with your strategy. And, and our strategy internally, uh, especially around uh, wanting to provide an exceptional patient experience is it's kind of hard to do that. Everybody says they're patient-centered, uh, but what are you really doing to capture, you know, patient information on a timely basis? And and we found, uh, I had, had uh, used an online panel in a previous uh, career and found that it was, as Michelle had pointed out, it provides a lot of benefits, just-in-time information, um, statistically valid results um, versus... A lot of people tend to use hospital advisory panels that are 10 to 12 people, and not to say that they're bad. It's just that this online panel allowed you to have either validate what's coming out of those panels or providing insights to kind of gain more information about. Uh, but I think overall, uh, if you're looking to um, stay in front of uh, what what's happening in healthcare reform, an online patient panel can help you do that.
0: Well, it sounds very powerful. Uh, I'm sure some of the uh, organizations listening to this uh, broadcast are wondering uh, how expensive it is, or, or you know, another way of asking: Can smaller hospitals afford to establish and maintain these kinds of online patient communities?
2: Well, I, I like, I tend to look at it as, as expense is kind of a dirty word. I look at it more of, a, of an investment. Um, and again, okay. as, as we look at going into value, um, I think having just-in-time relevant information and feedback on initiatives that you're spending a lot of resources and time on that you can easily and quickly look at the amount of resources that are spent on projects that go nowhere, that, that do- those dollars could have been put towards getting upfront information. And so my, our philosophy here is we really can't afford not to be in an online patient panel just because of all the benefits that we've talked about.
1: I can't agree with Mark Moore. I mean, we find it such a valuable tool. And, again, you know, it's just our panel is just one more tool in our market research toolbox. However, we do go in and use it often. So we have clients come to us with many different objectives, and many times they have really quick deadlines. They don't have a large budget. They need, you know, they just need an answer for an upcoming meeting. And in the past, we really couldn't help them. Um, By the time we engaged with an outside vendor, by the time, you know, we got things put together internally and and ordered a list of of patients and, you know, and and deduped them and prepared all of that, it was too late. So now it really allows us to meet our clients' needs in a timely fashion. Therefore, they're utilizing um, the patient feedback more so than ever before.
0: Wow. This is a really great uh, topic. Mark, you were going to say something else?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that it helps, We've a, we, and if your organization is similar to ours, that we, uh, we had a philosophy here that it's kind of an I think, that everybody has thoughts and opinions, and not that they're wrong, it's just that they may not be reflective of who your target audience is. And so the online patient panel helps us go from an I think culture to more of a we, we know culture, and that we know is based in patient insight. Great. We've
0: been speaking today with Michelle Freachin, Senior Manager of Marketing Research and Analytics at the Cleveland Clinic, and Mark Rothwell, Vice President of Marketing and Communications for the Dean Clinic. Again, Mark and Michelle will be speaking on this topic on September 30th at the Shishma 2013 Connections Conference in Chicago. If you plan to attend the conference, check out their session. This is really an interesting topic. Also, be sure to come by the Healthcare Success Strategies booth number 202 on the exhibit floor. Michelle and Mark, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you.